Blog Talk Radio. Boxing, 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 boxing. You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast coming to you live July 20th, 2020. The host with the most RC in the central California of the San Joaquin Valley. Um, yeah, back again um, in a little bit of a different time. I know we say that shit a lot, man, but you know, this whole uh, time restrictions and different fights coming on different uh, the Monday, the Tuesdays, and Thursdays that they've been having and just all of the sometimes, hey, you know, we've seen guys that might not deserve some. Um, some mention, not because it's their fault or anything like that, but because just bad matchmaking, and it seems like they're just pushing out a little bit of uh, content that really ain't worth a whole lot, a lot, a lot, but hey, hold, hold, hold up, though, you know. <clears throat> uh, uh, but yeah, I would have been over here yesterday doing the show, but I had some things going on. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, got some uh, a condolence I'd like to give out to one of my younger homies who um, ain't here today because of something that happened yesterday. And um, attending a uh, candlelight tonight for my boy, RIP to Richard Sanchez, man, out here in Hanford, California, the 93230 area. Um, anybody from the South Side area knows about it, people who are listening, the guys who um, are in the area checking in and all that. I'll probably be seeing y'all out there. So, um, yeah, just wanted to get that out there real quick. Good dude, man. Another um, another one gone too young, man. Way too young. Guy with a good heart and all, but um, you know, in a better place right now. So, last place anybody want to be right now is this crazy world we're living in today. You know, um, so you know it might seem like a whole lot going on, but it's just the average. You know, if you look at things in a bigger picture. But at the end of the day, just take care of your loved ones, man. Make sure you get out, reach out to people, friends, and all that good stuff, because you never know if it's not going to be um, available one day to do so. So um, just to get that out the way, though, I had to put that out there. Um, I'm chilling, man. Had had uh, some things going on, a, a weekend of uh, not much fun, not much adventure, because we are back on lockdown 2.0 with a lot of thanks to Gavin Newsom, California governor. It seems like everybody's just throwing them under the bus, man, and, you know, you can't, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't for anything. Um, you know, if I was ruler of the world, hey, put me in Donald Trump's position, man. Um, shit, I, I, got, I got a plan for that, but that'd be another day. But it seems like we can't get right out here, and uh, if we want to have things down the road as far as a football season or something like that or, you know, a fucking boxing event where we could fill up half the – half of attendance and, and uh, have a split, it's not split crowd, but, you know, just a distance crowd from each other. You know, 
we put that out uh, a few shows back here when this first coronavirus it first came about, man, as far as, uh, you know, reinventing the way that we're going to be, might be getting used to this new norm as far as stadium designs and things like that, arena designs, I should say, but, you know, um, we'll leave that for another day also. But uh, we got a lot to talk about today, man, obviously catching up on certain uh, uh, certain fighters that, you know, getting back in the ring. Uh, Michaela Mayer against Helen Joseph. That one got pushed back a little bit um, due to coronavirus. And Terrence uh, Crawford made his way um, on that same televised event, um, saying some things noteworthy. So, uh, you know, best believe I got all my shit here. And I've uh, been real excited to do this show, but just got postponed for a little bit, man. So bear with us, anybody. Hey, I know sometimes I, I go through it myself um, at work. And, you know, uh, when uh, certain shows aren't on that, you know, reg- regularly scheduled to be on so, but because of this slow pace that we're in, it kind of takes away from it. But um, hopefully this uh, this show right here put out to me and uh, put out to the view- listeners from me and my guys, uh, we can help you guys get through your day and uh, rocking with us and talking about what's going on in the water boxing. But uh, before we get to all that, uh, I want to take it to my host, my co-host, my dude, with the most willow from Houston, Texas. My main guy, my tag team partner, in which we share gold in this tag team and division for quite some time in the realm of podcasting. So, uh, Willa, what's going on, man? Happy Monday to you, bro. What's good? That was my fault. I don't even know if Willa was ready. Um, but Yeah, my bad, man. I was out here. Um, okay. You, but, but I want to say, first off, man, uh, What's up, RC? Um, my condolences, uh, RP to your boy out there, man. Hate to hear news like that, man. Um, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, all I say is my condolences, man. But um, glad yeah, to be back. Thank you, man. You know, that. we haven't been on in a while. Ain't too much been going on. A lot of, a lot of C plus, B minus fights going on. You know, top rank giving us all they can. You know. Um, baseball is is sticking their heads out. I believe. I thought I saw. I haven't really been check, been looking, but I thought I saw a game on yesterday. So baseball sticking their head out there. Football starting up. You know, UFC put on a snooze fest not too long ago the other week. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, man, boxing it's giving us what it can, man. But without any any crowds and without the money being there, I don't know. You know, we'll see how long this lasts, man. But the fights, there have been, you know, maybe that third week there were some good fights, but since then haven't really been, you know, that great of fights. But, uh, you know, there's there's ones here and there. But besides that, man, slow unboxing. But we've got we've got stuff we can talk about. There's always stuff to talk about when it comes to this, uh, this pugilistic sport, man. And I'm glad that we can get on and talk about it, man. So, yeah, I'm ready yeah. to go. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro, it's been a long time since I – mean, it's not been that long, but it still is, like, a long time because, you know, listeners who, who, who've been rocking with us for a while don't know that, like, we're in the uh, infamous group message as we talk, so uh, – as we call it. So we're, we talk every day, <laughs> but we just, you know, um, the airwaves don't get the, 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 the due diligence that the group message gets because sometimes, you know, things, things are better off left without re- – left off record, but it's always good to get on the show and – and put the shit out here like that, man. So uh, thank you for your kind words. I appreciate that, bro. And uh, you're right, man. There's a lot. There's a lot, and there's always something going on. 
in this new new time that we're going through right now, which seems like it might become the new norm for a little while. I don't know. Um, shit. So we're going to make the best of what we got, not to come off like some sort of um, ungrateful fans or nothing like that, as, you know, Willa and I alluded to, like it has not been the best. Sometimes you, you, you get what you pay for with product, and if you, you know, say, hey, you get some free socks at a, a flea market or anywhere where they're offering free socks, they gonna feel better than a pair of fresh nights that you put twenty five for or something like that. I don't think so. So it just goes with content sometimes. PlayStation uses another same thing. They had free internet. I don't know, if, or they had free gaming with the internet. The Xbox you pay, you know, I think fifty bucks a month or a year for a full, you know, free account or for account and seven a month or something like that. PlayStation was always free, but you know their their servers are shitty. So when you get stuff for free that you know you really it's not in high demand. Hey. And especially when the content it ain't free no more. Oh, uh, it ain't free no more. They caught on, huh? Good for them. I, I, I had no idea. <laughs> um, Willa, we got JP with us, or are we rocking the gruesome twosome right now? Yeah, we just going in gruesome twosome, the nasty boys, dog. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, I like it, bro. I like it. The old school way of continue. But, yeah, man. Hey, real quick before we get to this stuff, Willa, that's why I, was, you know, I, I wasn't even going to say nothing about my issues yesterday, but – Man, you know, this goddamn car, bro, it's always something going on. For people who don't know, I was on my way back to the house. I don't know, probably about five or something around there, close to six, and then boom, something ain't work. something's going on. My, my AC starts getting it's, – it's just not cold anymore. And then I look over on my gauge, and it's all, all the way to the H, man. I said, yo, had to pull over and went through a whole headache for that. So um, my bad for that shit yesterday. I, it, obviously, it's something I can't control. Uh, or, you know, something like that. But, you know, didn't expect anything like that to happen. But much like in boxing, it's just in life. Expect the unexpected. Shit like that happens. But my bad for that shit yesterday. Well, you know how that goes. These fucking dodges, man. Oh, man, I just picked up me another dodge, dog. My my uh, charger, it was a, what was it? A, it was a 09, I think. It, it satisfied me for, what is that, 11 years? Got me where I needed to be Dang. for 11 years, dog, and didn't have no problems with it um, until the end. Uh, one of the little uh, one of the bolts fell off. The uh, I don't know what the fuck it's called. Something it connects the tires. So I was it, I was dragging around. I thought I was gonna fix it, man. I didn't really want a new a new damn uh, oh, a new a new uh, car note, but I decided I was gonna get something. It was either between the lack. I was gonna get me a Cadillac. But then the Cadillac, they're too small, man. It's nothing like that that space that the Dodge Charger gives you, man. So I went ahead and caught me a new Charger, dog. Got it, got it nice and neat with the. I didn't get the. Oh, I word? didn't get the Hemi. Yeah, I didn't get the Hemi, but I got it. I got it that, sort of decked out. It's got the the Beats by Dre, uh, yeah. um, speakers, the sunroof, the what you call it, man. Got that gray, gray with the black top. So yeah, man. Look. So yeah, I'm I'm back in the Dodge game, man. It, you know, my charger did me well for for that 11 years. R.I.P. to it, though. System was still hey, booming up, the whole man. way through. <laughs> so. Hey, yeah, and, and and we'll leave the Hemi's on the Dodges to the Raleigh Rider and D from the 843, man. That's they the ones growing in big blocks around, not us, bro. Because mine definitely ain't got no Hemi neither. <laughs> yeah, no, I couldn't. I don't want to pay that gas, man. I I, I test drove the. Uh, 
the one with the Hemi dog. It was it, I'll be I'll be in uh, too much trouble with that man. So I just stuck with. Oh yeah, stuck with that. And the Cadillac, the lack <laughs> the little CTSs was too small, man. And the CT fives, that's a little. I, I didn't want to really want to spend that much, so just went back with the Charger, dog. Yeah, bro. I think mine mine right now is a 2011. So um, it was just a crack radiator. So I already got that one coming in. And I'm gonna take care of it this week. And uh, as soon as I do, I'm definitely going to be looking into seeing what the trading value would be because, man, yeah, them, uh, oh, man, yeah, them, uh, them Hellcats are something to look at. But I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that another day. But let's get to the main shit right here. we got a lot of boxing to talk about, and especially with my favorite topic to start the day. I had two favorites, actually, because it's like I had Michaela Mayer headlining on the Tuesday, which uh, last week, last Tuesday, uh, her first ever headline top ranks first ever headline woman a main event since I believe the nineteen eighties. Um I have a, a link that I'm gonna look at when we get into this furthermore. Because uh uh it was a flashback from the past note that I put down here um as far as how that goes with the women's movement and evolution in boxing and so forth. But um yeah, Michaela was on Tuesday and then my boy Felix Verdejo, remember El Diamante guys, the blue chip five star recruit that was a can't miss prospect in boxing that had such a bright future coming from Puerto Rico. And uh, you know, after he, it, you know he uh, had a, a lot of early success, seemed like some of his uh, motivation, his hunger, heart, desire, kind of faded away just a little bit, and he ended up getting caught in the wrong place at the wrong time against the wrong opponent that'll make you, you know, take a big step back. And that's what happened. But, um, yeah, I had Felix and Michaela. But, um, you know, uh, it it, it was kind of hard to say which one was a better performance for me because I know which one was better, but I'm probably going to, you know, have a little bit of favoritism to one more than the other. I don't know. But that's just how I see about it. Uh, Willow, yo, Michaela Mayer, Helen Joseph, that's the fight that we're going to start off with because she had headlined the first time in her career. This was on the 15th. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was a fight that was pushed back because Michaela Mayer had tested positive for COVID-19. And come to find out, it was just a shedding, a shedding of the virus that had come out in the testing that was said to believe she had actually had tested for COVID-19 in late February. So I don't know how it's going to go for testing involved with that, but she had uh, had a different – she had, had posted about how the new testing will go so forth because of her being the first example in the sport. So hopefully that would help down the line. I mean, you know, if we had a fight lined up like uh, November with uh, Fury and, uh, Ty- uh, Fury and uh, Wilder 3, and if they had coronavirus in, let's say, I don't know, April or, you know, something like that, would it still pop up then, and even though they didn't have it and the fight would be canceled? So, you know, hopefully that, those kind of things can uh, help the sport moving forward. But also notable that her trainer, uh, Al Mitchell, was not in her corner. Al Mitchell, her, you know, um, longtime trainer, the only one she's had and went so long with, she was not, or she was not available to have him because he had tested positive for coronavirus. A man who said that, um, you know, he had been shot, stabbed, grew up in North Philadelphia, but he wasn't going to let coronavirus or Michaela Mayer's driving take away from 
the things that he survived in life to get him out of here um, before the bell rung. So uh, congratulatory to Al Mitchell for overcoming uh, the coronavirus and, um, you know, being a, a COVID survivor, as it's called. Uh, tough guy said he was uh, <clears throat> in a, about an 85-degree area, and it felt like he was freezing. But just a little description of what his symptoms might be like in one position. Uh, but she um, she had um, <clears throat> um, backup trainers in there for her, and uh, guys are part of the team that everything was fine with, and it all worked out that way. Because let's just face it, man, Michaela Mayer went in there. She looked sharp. Um, she did leave her left hand down a little too much. I noticed during the fight and after the fight, she had posted a picture, I think the night or the day after, where she had a nice little black eye uh, above her. But Willa, cue the music. So, when Michaela Mayer walks in the ring, and I've seen her coming down in that 5 frame, Hair all did up, curled nice. In yellow, short shorts, abdomen, everything showing all nice and oily and whatnot. And I tell you what, I was glad to be watching this fight by myself because I don't think anybody wanted to be around me when I'm watching Michaela Mayer in that square ring. Beautiful gold medalist. Just doing her thing every time she gets in the ring. And it's, you know, such a beautiful... uh, It's beautiful. The whole screen, everything about it. The scenery, visuals, effects, pop, all that. And my girl, Michaela Mayer, picked up a unanimous decision. Wiping the floor with Helen Joseph. And Bobby, I'm saying that she's... Go fight for the title. Nay! Okay, well, we can kill. We can win. We can, okay, let me let me calm down. Let me get professional. You can cut that. Cut the track. My bad. My bad. You know, sometimes you have to know when to turn it on and when to turn it off. Like Floyd Mayweather says about guys like Adrian Broner. And for me, being a professional um, independent photojournalist, of the world's most dangerous podcast being the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, you have to know when to take off your hat and put it back on. And I realized that I needed to come to a professional. I needed to come to a professional stance and where I'm at right now speaking about Michaela Mayer. So I apologize about that. That's my fault. Every man could admit to when he's wrong. My girl ain't going to like to hear this. But, oh, well. I take my job first, and we'll talk about what's second and third another day. But, well, my bad. Sometimes I get lost in the moment. Prisoner of the moment sometimes. I got to fan myself down for a little bit. You, you know, I might. Oh, shit. I, I'm okay. You know, Willie, you're. I, I need. <laughs> Michaela Mayer. Colorado Springs, <laughs> finally. Coming out of Los Angeles, California. With the look that could cost a meal, man. Smile. Performance. Physique, story, trainer, hands, technique, work ethic, determination. She's going to be a star, man. And that I guarantee. Woo! Man, 
congratulations to Caleb Mayer and Al Mitchell and all of Team Mayer. I was very impressed with that performance that I seen last Tuesday. Willow, what was your thoughts on the fight, my friend? Man, you know, when it comes to Michaela Mayer, she is one of the, you know, uh, more skilled women fighters. You know, watching, coming up, watching women's boxing, it's always a lot of roundabout punches, a lot of loose punches, a lot of loose defense. And she comes in and she, and, and you can tell she's highly trained, highly skilled. She fights, man. And this was nothing, nothing new we've seen from her. She beat up the, uh, what was the name, Helen, uh, Helen Joseph. Yeah, Helen beat her up pretty good. Uh, beat her up pretty good. Looked good in there. Chris Sharp's punches. You know, I just sort of like, sort of like. Um, oh man, I don't know why. I'm my mind's going blank right now. Well, I know why it's going blank. It happens uh, all the time when um, I'm talking about it. Yeah, well, yeah, but uh, <laughs> sort of, you know, sort of like, what's the what's my girl's name? The best, the best, the quote. I don't Clarissa know why. why I'm a, yeah, Clarissa Shields. Sort of like Clarissa Shields. She needs to get some knockouts. You know, we need to see more power from her. She looks good. She's got the skills to pay the bills, no doubt about it. Yep. She doesn't have that. Yep. That she ain't boxing like uh, boxing like you think women are boxing. She's boxing like a boxer should box, and she looked good in yeah. there, But I. She was whooping. She was hitting this girl with three pieces, four pieces to the head. And, you know, I, I need to just see. I wish she could just get a little more power. I know she's a youngster. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly how young uh, she was born. In, oh, she well, she ain't no youngster. She's 30. So the power ain't coming. She's 30? That's my type. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my type. So, yeah, she's 30. Okay. I thought she was young. I thought she was way younger than that. Fourth of July. Yeah, Fourth of July. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I wasn't really celebrating Fourth of July, but yeah. Hey, Willa, but you know what? Uh, Something on top of that, though, bro. Something on top of that, though, man, is maybe they were talking about it during the fight. These women need to get three-minute rounds, man. Girls like Clarissa Shields, they're not getting the knockouts because that that one minute, it it may not seem like a lot, but the women, I don't know what they got to do to make it happen, but they were speaking about it very vocally. Joe Tessitore, uh, Andre Ward and Tim Bradley about how these women want three-minute rounds, man. They want three-minute rounds, and because of having two minutes, it happens so fast, and because of that, I think we're, so, we're, we're missing out on something that could be – or we're missing out on knockouts from these women, you know? I mean, that that could be – you know, that is a good a valid point. I've heard Clarissa Shields talk about it before, that, you know, she's getting women hurt in that in that second minute, but then, you know, the bell rings. So going into that second minute, the bell rings. So – you know, that could be it, but we need to see more. I think, you know, you you think she's she's not she's not terrible when it comes to the eye, but you know, I like I like a little more curvature to me. You know, you're more of a pancake guy, and I'm not into the cakes like that. But I like French yeah, toast. Pancakes. <laughs> yeah, pancakes. Yeah, yeah, French toast, same thing. Flat. You know, they're both flat, but she's got the skills, man, and. And, and she, her and Clarissa Shields could be, you know, oh, two two ladies that could push the sport up. I know there's the lady out there in uh in the UK that they're talking about that was supposed to, that was supposed to be fighting um Kelly. I forgot her name. The Irish um, lady, right? Yeah, the Irish lady. Yeah, she's supposed to be fighting pretty soon. Then there's another lady that's supposed, supposed to be pretty good. But you know, when it comes to women, U.S. women's boxing, her and Clarissa Shields are the cream of the crop. 
And what she did the other night just, you know, really proved that. I know she said she's ready for a title shot. I believe she is. Um, I don't know the rankings when it comes to women's boxing, but from what I've seen, she's one of the, the, the better fighters. Um, but she has no pop. She, she really has no pop. She needs a little pop because when it's, it doesn't matter when it comes to, when it comes to women's sports, you know, just like the WNBA, you know, you get tired of seeing um, crisp passes and layups. You know, you want to see some dunks. You want to see some highlights, you know. So, you know, that's, when it comes to these skills, she's got the skills, but we need to see. She needs to take it to the next level get some power. But at 30 years old, I mean, it ain't coming. So, you know, she's just going to skill her way to the top. Hey, hey I, I, I... Who knows, man? I don't know. It depends on what kind of competition. I mean, it's only going to get tougher, I know that. Helen Joseph, she was in there training. She was training. I've seen some of her videos working out. She was busting her ass in there. That was a tough competition. I'd give her that for sure. But Kayla said that she was a little um, insulted by people saying that was going to be her hardest test in her post-fight interview. I, I kind of like that a little bit, showing a little bit of sass in this tour, believing yourself type shit that was good, but. Um, I, I know what you mean, man. It's it's um it's not like I'm gonna just brush it off as oh it's female bugs, you know, but um they definitely gotta they definitely gotta do something about these two minute rounds and we might be able to see some of these things um happening down forward. So um but yeah, this is a long way to go with the women's evolution of boxing. Not a long way, I should take that back, but it's come a long way for sure. But uh we uh definitely gonna be in the looks for it down the road with uh, some of these fighters that are being coming forward in the women's division. I mean, I don't know. I know Clarissa Shields and Michaela Mayer are really good friends, uh, but if the money was right down the road, let's say in a year or two from now, and the quote was just ran through anybody or everybody and she ain't got nothing to do, maybe Michaela, uh, I don't know. Maybe she could get up there and, and uh, maybe they could have a catch weight somewhere or something like that. Who knows? Anything, anything's possible for sure. But, um, now let's get to you're speaking about knockouts. Let me segue into that. Hey, we got uh, we got that boy Seattle Simon on, just in case he wants to talk about it. I don't know if he would. So. Yeah, we could we we could talk about we could talk about um, Felix Verdeo right now, and then we'll go to Seattle Simon because I don't want Simon to be commenting on my woman. So, um, <laughs> so <laughs> hey Willis, I'm I'm playing, but really though, um, so. We'll start with Felix Verdejo right here, and then we'll swing around, bring Simon, and get his uh, take on both subjects because we know Simon, you know, will he uh, he gets in there, he gets in there, so we're gonna be able to put in on it for both ones since we're already on it. Let's just get there. Felix Verdejo, first round knockout. He did his work, man. They they gave him his, um, you know, a lot of people I've seen people who didn't really fuck with boxing on my friends list and shit that I've seen casual guys were reposting uh, the knockout that that. Uh, that Felix Verdeo had. It was impressive, man. Whenever you see some of these guys, like when I seen that knockout, I told myself and I told my friend that I was watching with, I said, bro, I got to see Canelo in the ring with no fans. I want to hear how these shots sound because I always, you know, I ain't never had no love for, there's never no love loss for Canelo, but, you know, some of those meat hooks, body shots that Canelo throws, I want to see how that, I want to see how that sounds with no crowd noise to take away from the effect of it. You know what I mean? Because when Verdeo was landing these shots, um, man, it was uh, it was impressive. You seen, I believe it was what about uh, twenty seconds left in the first round. I always say when he, you know, when you get somebody with that uppercut, they'll give you a full description of what the top of the arena looks like. And I'd like to ask, oh man, I, I forgot to put Buddy's name down here. Uh, da, da, da. I fucking forgot to put it down. My bad. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, right uh, Will um, Madera. Will Madera, that's right. Will Madera. My, Will Madera. Hey, my Drake, you know, yeah, undefeated my fighter. Drake. What is he like? I think he was like eighteen or fifteen and zero, but three draws. You undefeated. Fifteen with three and zero, draws. three draws. Fifteen and zero, three draws. Yeah. Um, hey man, he seemed like I wish he would have been able to survive that and uh, you know give Verdejo a bit of uh, a, a more of a test to see where he's at right now. But, Will, I'll tell you what, man, Felix Verdejo, this had to be – I mean, we see when he lost and he got knocked out and it was bad, you know. But he's picked up three wins ever since then, not against guys with, like, 25 fucking losses or something like that. Right? He's been in there with some decent competition, if I want to call him that. I could call him diet decent, for that matter. But there ain't been nobody that he's gone in there with, you know, who's picked up off the street and, um, you know, just real, real bum-like to go out like that. Because when Verdejo had landed that uppercut and then he started following up, you've seen some of that, that flash that everyone talked about him being a five-star blue chip in the previous days before, you know, all this shit went to his head. I'm curious to see your your reaction with this and fine because um, you guys know, you know, being a Puerto Rican myself and how much hype I had on uh, the hype train for Felix Verdejo, I was very impressed to see him come out and do what he's supposed to do to a guy that he's supposed to do it to. No disrespect to Will Madera, but, hey, you know, sometimes you can just, you know, sometimes you're just in there with another level, and it just seemed that way to me. Felix Verdejo still still got some left in the tank, more than some, I believe so, with his newfound um, being a father and things like that. I thought that Felix Verdejo went in there and gave off a – I won't say A-plus performance, but I'm going to give him an A-minus because he still looks a little sloppy in some of these heavy hands he is throwing. Uh, but that's just, you know, I think for being a big stage, even though there was no crowd or nothing like that, it was a big stage. All the cameras are on you. Ain't too many people in there. That room probably filled with less than 25, 30 people in there. And they all stood up. So the lights were bright and he passed with flying colors. What was your thoughts on Verdejo Willa, and do you think he put the 135-pound lightweight division on notice? Well, Verdejo, he did something. He did do something. Uh, I think he was the highest, maybe he might have been the highest viewed fight in uh, over here at this top-ranked fight somehow. I don't know how, but uh, they said he got like 400, 450,000, somewhere around there, views, which isn't, which isn't great. You know, it isn't bad for how bad uh, Top Rank's been doing when it comes to these viewers. But, yeah, your guy, your guy, Verdejo, you know, I remember you pumping him up, and I remember, you know, sort of jabbing you a little bit when he he got uh, knocked out, uh, got TKO back in, uh, when was that? Let me look at 2018, I think, not too long ago. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it was bad. It was bad. He was. Yeah, he was supposed to be – he's supposed to be good, and you can see that he's got the skills. You know, what they were talking about on it, but was he determined? Was he, uh, you know, was he giving it all – giving it, it his all when it comes to boxing? And we don't know. He looked great against the guy, you know, 15-0. and 0. You know, let me look. Let me look at Will Madera's uh, box rec real quick and see exactly what we're looking at. He's 15-0. and 0. Um Guys, you know, it'd be the 13 and 0 guy, 12 and 0 guy right. back in the day. You know, it ain't really. It ain't, 
Yeah, Aaron, you know, but it's he, you know, I think he's calling people out. He's trying to say, you know, he's calling out Lomachenko, saying he's ready for the champions. He, he's not ready for Lomachenko. He's not ready for Lopez. He's not ready for Haney. But I say that he should, you know, he has the pedigree of all these guys. You know, he has the pedigree of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, not, not the, not, you know, yeah, the pedigree, like, you know. He has yeah. it of all these guys, but he doesn't have the, you know, he he got embarrassed. So we got to see exactly what he's got. And this guy didn't show me. You know, it looked good. Great knockout. Excellent knockout. That's what he's supposed to do. But we need to see a little bit more of these. I think since the knockout, he's been on a little winning, winning streak. And he's been uh, beating up, like he said, you know, 24 and 11, 37 and 3, 18 and 3. You know, guys <laughs> we've never heard of. You know, but hey, fifteen but it's and zero. Not, but they, he, they ain't got twenty losses or some shit like that. We've seen a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but this yeah. is what he needs to do. After getting embarrassed like he was, you know, you need to he, get yeah, your get your confidence back. That's a great way to yeah, that's a great way to put it. Well, I didn't use that word, but you used it perfectly. He got embarrassed when he lost. Yeah, that was embarrassing. People thought he was supposed to be the next big the next big thing, the next freaking star. So, you know, we always need one of those guys. A Puerto Rican uh, star, a Puerto Rican uh, it, that's prominent in boxing. We don't have one right now, um, so maybe he can do it. He's only 27 years old. He's still got a little time. You know, Michaela Mayer is doing it at 30. You know, if he can, but I got to see it. He's got the skills to hang with these guys, fast hands, power, but does he have it? Does he have a chin? You know, can he take? Can he take the bomb? You know, we don't know. We have no idea. So I've got to see a little more. I got to see him being tested. He's got the speed. He's got the power. He's he's definitely got the skill and the pedigree. But does he have the chin? Does he have the heart? We don't know. But A plus, A plus yeah, no, knockout. No, no, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. He's, he's got to show and improve for sure. So then we can take it to the Pacific Northwest and hear a little bit more of a cynical critique because I know Simon was not too surprised when we're talking about. Um, when uh, Ferdejo got embarrassed, um, seemed like he was riding a little bit too high of a wave at a time and things starting to happen kind of like with the Kellen Winslow situation where someone has a little bit too much of a um, little bit too much of a high rise and success at an early age. We've seen that with a lot of guys. So uh, Seattle Slam, first and foremost, before we get to any of the questions, my brother, was good in the proverbial hood of the Pacific Northwest, my guy. How you doing? There's a... Uh, uh, a mute button. Yeah, Sam, I know you know how to work it, bro, because we don't do it over here like Shug used to. So, uh, was good, man. Sam, where you at? Holla at your boy. We see you over here. What's the uh, 206? No, I'm here. Over. What are you talking about? Hey, what's good, my guy? How you doing, bro? It's always good to hear from you, Sam. I know sometimes people might think Is that it we really? always do. You don't really sound too happy to hear from me. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm good, man. It's always good to hear from you, bro. You're one of my... You're one of my main men, bro. It's good to hear from you. That's why I was like, hey, you know, forget all the boxing questions. But first and foremost, how you doing, bro? What's going on? Always good. Always trying to keep it real and always knowing my rights. Democracy, brother. But anyway. No one <laughs> okay. You know, we're talking about Verdejo here. So, let's get yeah. to Verdejo. Yeah, talk to me about what uh, you got from his first-round knockout against uh, uh, Omar uh, Madera. <laughs> You've seen the fight, right? 
No, I seen it. Uh, what I saw was, I mean, you know, uh, the thing about Verdejo was I was high on Verdejo coming out the Olympics and everything, you know, and all that. But you know, even before he lost, I was a little bit, uh, you know, not as high on him. I saw certain things, and then he lost or whatever. It wasn't the loss that you know made me you know question. But what I saw with Verdejo is Verdejo has great athletic talent, but he tries to, uh, like, be a power puncher in the sense of where if you ever been to a boxing gym, like, you know, you have to let your punches go. You know, don't load up, you know, you know don't try to get the knockout like, like they say, you know, it'll come in the sense of as far as with Verdeo's biggest problem is he's not fluid with his punches. You know? He loads up. Now, he did get the knockout this fight, you know? But if you saw he did the same thing he always does. You know? He loads up, you know, he squares up too in the process. The thing with that is is like Higher level comp, higher level competition, even when you hurt him, will have a better chance of surviving from that. You know what I mean? Because they can see the punches coming. It's like Vidal hasn't been taught to where, you know, just punch. You know, just, you know, keep that guard up and just punch. You know, straight punches. But Vidal, like, you can see a lot of Vidal's punches coming. You know, it's Could just you. true. You can just watch. If yeah, you that's see why, it, it's yeah. like that's why I wanted to get it from you because like most people signed up, most people look at something so simple from a, a a pool counter from Floyd and think, oh, I know a lot about boxing pool counter. But Syme takes it to the next level. If you're pulling straight back and you're not pulling left or right when you go back, that's when you notice some red flags. So that's why I had to get Syme on this one to see what he thought about Burdell because it looked good on paper and looked great on visual. But when you look at it like that, I, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying right now. So I'm absolutely right. I, that's why I do not give but him a plus. Yeah, and the thing with him is, like, he loads up when I don't think he necessarily has to. Like, if you see the way he throws the punches, it's like, number one, it's like he pushes elbows straight out, you know? So now you're getting wide, you know what I mean? When you should try to be, like, short and straight. You know what I mean? It's like he's so caught up in trying to get powerful. But in my opinion, I think Verdejo is naturally powerful. You know? It's like he's trying to get these guys out of there, trying to show all this power. But he's got enough. Because the thing is with power is like some guys don't have explosiveness. You know? Some guys have heavy hands. Some guys, you know, have good technique where – you know, what your technique comes with the power. But Verdejo, he's a guy that has natural explosiveness where it's like, I don't know why he throws punches that way. You know what I mean? And it's like, so, you know, he got the knockout, you know, dude was out of there and everything. Have you always noticed this in Verdejo, or is this something that you've seen um, post-stoppage that he had in 2018? No, I saw it when he had that fight. He had that fight on H. 
you know, that's back in the old days. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you guys want me to bring up, you know, old days. Oh, and I, I brought up because that's Yeah. You know, and I said, I was like, you know, I was like, man, you know, he didn't show a second gear. And I'm having he started getting too. wild. You sure though. did say that when that you shit know? happened. I remember that shit now. You sure did say that. <laughs> You're right. You ain't lying. Go ahead. Continue. My bad. For yeah, and I, I was like, I didn't see that. I remember it, that. It was like, because... It, with his length and reach, it was like he could have kept distance and started setting up punches and get him out of there. But it's like it seems like Verdeo feels like he has to show he has power, but he actually has it, you know? But he's so caught up in trying to, like, load up and throw winging shots. Like, I'm telling you, yeah. man, like, those punches that Verdeo was throwing, he's not hitting elite guys with that at 135. I'm just telling you. So you think he's still, wild, so, man? So you think if in the, in the mix right now, 135, he's somewhere on the back burner, like uh, eight, eleven, some. Well, even if he just give, gets that high to top five, that's something. But you know, still, still kind of in the back burner around there. It seems like he kind of catapulted up quick, but I know what you mean right now. So you know, somewhere. Yeah, he's not. I mean, did, he, did he leave Puerto Rico? Did he leave the Puerto Rico bars and the you know and all that? Did he? Where's he at? I need to know where he's at. Because here's the thing. Verdejo could give anybody problems no matter what, just off pure size. You know? Just off that. He can give anybody problems. But is he going to train? You know, I've heard issues about situations like that where he doesn't really train, kind of has his own gym and all that. Uh, If he's not out there in Puerto Rico partying and all that, he can give anybody problems. But... The thing is, is when you throw punches the way Verdejo throws, you have to be able to, you have to be in stupid shape, you know, because you're going to get tired, like, the, you know, and against the elite guys, you know, because I'm, I'm telling you, like, the elite guys, except maybe like Ryan Garcia, who stands straight up. Come on, man. You're probably not going to hit him. <laughs> Come on, man. Let's not disrespect. I'm just telling you, man. Hey, everything I say is based off tape, man. I'm just telling you. Fine matchmaking already. Fine matchmaking already. You got Verdejo versus versus Ryan Garcia. I like it. Uh, Asleep. Ryan Garcia putting that guy to sleep. uh, uh, Oscar Del Hero is in on that, paying somebody off. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only way I see that happening. I mean. The guy, the guy knocked somebody out and didn't even know how he did it. If I knock somebody out, I'm, I'm gonna tell you how I did. It. I'm like, this is exactly what happened. He walked right into the short left hook. This guy didn't even know what he was doing. It doesn't even matter. That's how easy it is. He don't know what he did. He don't. He don't remember what he did. He just did something. He just reacted. He's got the gift. <laughs> that's funny, bro. We we already know that was the first. Ryan Garcia is the only time. guy that's the su- supremely talented. But doesn't have the belief of his own people, bro. I like Ryan I don't Garcia care. a little bit. No, that's hey. We got to talk about Oscar later on, but that's because Oscar sees that this is the next oh. golden boy. It's his platinum boy, and he don't like that. Okay, so hey, check it. No. Let's do that because I'm getting excited. No, but will it? But do you agree with what I'm saying? Where like you saw where like he he gets kind of wide with his shots, you know, Verdell? Yeah. 
It's like yeah, he gets wide and he's just throwing he's just throwing haymakers the whole time like uh like he's Canelo or somebody like that. I mean, I get like, it, but dude, I mean, I get it. punches straight up the middle like with right hands. It's like, dude, they're right there, you know. And it's like, yeah, but to he, me, but I don't feel fast, like he though. has to throw those type of punches, you know. No, he don't have to, but he does, and he's fast, man. So you know, I, we 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 got to see. Yeah. I got to see it. You know, I think this guy, like you said, I think he's a supreme athlete. So, you know, maybe the average guy. No, Vidal is an athlete. He has good feet, too. He knows how to close distance with the feet. The problem is, is that you're going to come up with guys that, you know, they're going to watch tape, they're going to have good training and everything, and they're going to realize, like, yo, this guy is kind of a, he's kind of a loose cannon. He's going to be like, you know, he's going to come at us and everything, but the openings are there. You know, and we've yeah, seen they're this. there. Like, for example, Paul Williams, Sergio Martinez, won the first fight, right? Did you see the way Sergio Martinez was catching Paul Williams with punches in between the shots? You know, that's what these guys do. These guys are elite fighters for a reason. You know, like they can do that. They they can. Hey, son. See that, and then they, you know, hit you with some shit, you know. I'm with, I'm with you on that. I'm gonna keep an eye out for the white elbows that you're talking about. I'm gonna look it back up and see a little bit of that, and take myself to the drawing boards because shit. I take your words for what it's worth, my man. It's worth, and it's definitely not a grain of salt. So, um, but I want to move along real quick because we got a couple more to get to before we get to the last one. But uh, your man, I was talking to Simon about this for a little bit earlier today. Uh, Willa, we had. But Crawford, arguably the best fighter in the world. During his interview, people thought that, oh, Bud Crawford not going to fight with no fans because he wants too much money. He addressed that. And then he addressed fighting the uh, Sean Porter situation and had to let everybody know that, hey, that's actually my friend. And, um, um, and um, yeah, you know, fucking um, and, uh, da, 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 his friendship with Sean Porter, my bad. Um, and questionable timing. Jose Ramirez and Doc Taylor possibly coming up. Um, Crawford says that he will simply crush them, point blank. No other quotes put on about that as far as, let's say, the, the junior welterweight uh, moving up in contention. Jose Ramirez has addressed it on uh, social media saying that he's ready for it. Um, he's ready for it. You know, Jose is my guy. He's, he's definitely got, where's the blue cap, though? And uh, Terrence Crawford. You know, you know, there's it, it. It seems like there's no play with with Bud Crawford. This is what it is, and that's how it's gonna be. Take it or leave it. See me over where you see me. But he said he'll gladly hand Jose Ramirez his first L. Um, Willa, what was your thoughts after seeing Bud Crawford address some of these things that made us think, damn, we might not be able to see Terrence Crawford fighting until this whole COVID nineteen bullshit's out the way? Because there was rumors and speculation he wouldn't fight without fans unless he was offered a high, a, a considerably higher amount of money. Uh, when he really ain't doing the big numbers like that, that makes people think that he doesn't deserve it and shit like that. We've seen how he was against a, fighting a fucking guy named Mean Machine, like you know what I mean. So, uh, what was your takeaway from it before we swing time about the uh, quick little um, you know interview that we had with Bud Crawford on that fight night? Well, when it comes to Bud Crawford, I'm a huge Bud Crawford fan. He's in my He's in my personal top five, not my, you know, not the, my top five pound for pound list, which he's in that also. 
he's very high on that. But in my personal, so he's number, that I so like, he's number five. But Canelo's one through four. <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to my personal list, no, no, he's still you know he's up there when it comes to my personal list also, man. So, uh, you know, I got love for him. I'm a fan of his, but he's got to fight, man. You know, at the end of the day, if Uh-oh. Lomachenko fights, if Lomachenko fights, um, fights Tiafimo Lopez, you know, Lomachenko's out here fighting guys. I got to give, if Lomachenko beats Lopez, he's the number one boxer in the game. And it's going to take for Crawford somebody more than, you know, a guy like Mean Machine or, or Jose, um, does anyone does anyone even know Mean Machine's first last name? I I couldn't find it. No, I don't I don't know what it is, man. So and it's gonna take more than that for him to take it back, man. So you know when it comes to Bud Crawford, I understand, and you know you got to do what you got to do, but when it comes to his his ranking to me as in a, as a top pound for pound boxer, you know he's gonna be up against it if somehow Tiafimo loses to. To Lomachenko, and I don't think that's going to happen. You know, I'm not rooting for that to happen. But if it does, you know, Bud Crawford, he's no longer on my list, and I want to see him as the best fighter in the game because I believe he is. I believe it. You know, he hasn't. He he proved it at one point, but we don't know if he still got it because he's fighting. He's fighting bums, and I know it ain't all his fault. But you know, hopefully, if he beats Jose Ramirez and Josh Taylor, they both come up, and he beats them. No. You know, maybe. Maybe that maybe that puts him. I mean, he that's where he came from. What's the, if he's beating up little guys? If he fights, if he fights um, um, any oh, of the other welterweight yeah, yeah. champions, then they're getting beat up by little guys. It's the same thing. This is boxing. They're coming up to one forty-seven. They're not little guys. That's why they're coming up. Well, they're all little guys, but they're not coming up to one forty-seven <laughs> because they because they make the weight easily. You know what I'm saying? So if he beats those guys, that might equal a Tiafimo Lopez. Might, yeah. might, but he's got to do something. But if he ain't fighting, I understand it. But he's got to understand that as his fans, we we want to see more. This is boxing. Yeah, I'm glad he clarified the fact up that he's not going to be asking Bob Aaron for extra money due to the, the COVID-19 era with no fans and attendance shit that we're seeing right now. Seattle Sun, let me ask you. Your boy Bud Crawford that you've been defending for all these years, bickering back and forth with Janelle. Um, yo, he had a lot of trouble with Mean Machine, but we're over here talking about him beating up little guys, and that wouldn't be anything outside of the norm for Terrence Bud Crawford because he's been celebrating beating up little guys since New Yorkers Gamboa this whole time. So I'm pretty sure you were all hyped up about his take about beating up little guys and um, anybody else who was trying to get in the pedestal of his uh, quote unquote number one pound for pound fighter in the world. What's your thoughts about Terrence Crawford and his uh and his words that he had for any opposition moving forward and questions about him wanting more money? Well when it comes to the money, you know, I don't really get into that, but uh I understand I kinda I, I mean I understand it both ways. But um you know when it comes to Terrence it's like you know this is the thing. It's like Terrence, you know, can. It's like it's one of those things where 
he has, you know, he almost has to, he ha- is, you know, I know people don't want to think about it this way, but it really is this way. He's just got to have somebody that is, you know, one of the elite welterweights, which happen to be most of them at PBC to say, I will fight Terrence. I know people don't want to think about it that way, but that's the reason why Wilder Fury happened. You know, not saying PBC fighters are scared or this and that, but, you know, Wilder wanted to fight Fury and Fury wanted to fight Wilder, and that's what happened. Now, unfortunately, because Crawford happens to be on the side where there's less competition, you know, less of the elites, it's going to be on him, you know? But the thing is, is like, you know, you have to ask yourself, like, what does Crawford have to do, you know, this and that and all that. But, you know, you know, in my you, opinion, uh, it's like, you think he, you think I, I think we kind of understand what's really going on because we actually saw fights happen in the same situation. But, you know, it is a result business at the end of the day. And the fact is, he hasn't fought one of those guys. But, um, you know, Sean Porter and him and everything, we, you know, we know the situation between that. Should we Nobody debate was asking the fact for that, that, that... No one was asking we, for that should, shit. Yeah. Now all of a sudden. Yeah, you know, yeah, okay. you know, it's like, but if, if we are, you know, if people want to see that, okay, let them do that if they want to do it. But it's just funny how people try to... You know, muddy the waters in a lot of situations. Make it seem like oh, yeah. it was one side skip and this and that. But in reality, it's like you can look it up yourself. But um, the reality of the situation is the fight that we want to see is Spence Crawford, right? But it's not Crawford's fault that Spence fucked up. You know? Yep. And ever since That's that situation, good. Spence has not fought yet. And people need to understand that. You know? He hasn't fought yet since then. So, and also, if they would have fought, let's say Spence would have said, I want to fight Crawford coming off that. If Crawford would have won, Crawford would have never got credit. So, at the end of the day, it was a situation where it was going to be extended anyways. Spence has to still prove that he's still that guy and all that. They're saying maybe a potential Danny Garcia fight. We'll see what happens, you know? But Yeah, that's um, what Bud was speaking on. So, like, he was speaking on that. So, surely, like, that's going to happen. We'll see. What, Spencer Crawford? No, that, uh, that Danny Garcia and uh, Spence is going to happen. Or Spence Garcia, I mean, one one. Well, they've been, both like tra- they've been showing videos of yeah. thing, and Spence is acting like he's going to, you know, beat him up. And, you know, Danny sound like... So we'll see, but it's like people want to like this is, you know, the issue I have with people. It's like people want to act like Spence didn't flip his car and almost kill himself, you know, and uh-huh. hasn't fought since. So we have to. Yeah, but that Spence doesn't have fight. a lot to do with. That doesn't have a lot to do with. Well, I guess it does have a lot to do with the caliber of fighters he's fighting, but uh, you know. Would you give him credit if he beat It has to do with uh, the fact Taylor that, you know, it has to do with the fact that, like, they supposedly have been, you know, well, not supposedly, they have been going at it and everything, and that's the fight that everybody demands. And 
the guy that everybody wants him to fight decided to have a fucking bad night. Yeah, if I got you want to start blaming that on Crawford, at that point, that's, one guy that's that, when you have to really question what's really that's going one on. Guy, there's more fights. There's more fights that could be made. And I'm asking you, if no, he beats is. up Taylor no, or Ramirez, do you, does he get credit for those yeah, guys? Yeah, but... No, he would, but the thing with that is they're going to fight each other first. Which, rightfully so. Shouldn't they go for the undisputed? I mean, oh, Ramirez yeah. has oh, two. Yeah. Jose Taylor Jose has two. Oh, Jose go for the undisputed, then Jose take care of it. Or if he gets if he gets the win against Josh Taylor, yeah, move up for sure. I'm down with that. What is your uh, what, your thoughts yeah, about crushing? Sign if you were a PR it's like, guy. Come on, you can't expect hey, Taylor or Ramirez to move up and fight Crawford just Why for not? us to see Crawford fight one or the other. Like they have to, they have a well, plan. Yeah, they want to fight each other for the undisputed 140 title. Yeah, yeah. No, no? one gives a shit about Josh Taylor. Josh Taylor is gonna get his ass whooped, and Jose Ramirez is gonna. Most likely, fight I don't Crawford. know about that one, man. Y- y'all said y'all y'all believed he was going to get his ass whooped because Progre was black. Oh uh, yeah, oh. I did. <laughs> 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 yeah, man, you, well, at least hey, you let me down. <laughs> you let me down. I didn't think that. I didn't think that. But Jose, let's be real. Jose Ramirez is going to beat the shit out of Josh Taylor. We all are in agreement, right? Probably. Hey, I don't know about that. Yeah, probably. Don't like Mexico, we'll see. But, um, hey, okay, so uh, if you're a PR guy, fine. You're, you work with Bud Crawford, you know, you're in the suit and tie all day with no back pockets for some weird reason, and you're telling him what to say to make good headlines, right? And he comes out here and says, I would crush him, crush him, point blank, period, simple. That's all he says. I'll crush him, simple. That's a lot of locker room a boardroom material, you know, that, that people like to say in the coaching industry, in, in football and things like that. If a football player is talking shit, oh, he gave us some locker room material. That's locker room material for Jose Ramirez and or Josh Taylor, I guess, is a possibility he might beat Jose. So uh, it, did you like that comment by, by Crawford or should – you know, I don't know. Was that a good comment by him or was it something a little bit out of line for um, against both of them? I think Crawford needs to make Ugas an uh, a offer he can't refuse, bring him over to ESPN, and see what happens. It won't take that's that a guy that's wait, you know, waiting Cubans in the wings. He, he can make, make a fight with and all that, you know, good fighter and everything. A guy I thought, you know, predicted before the fight and believed after that he beat Porter, but, you know, it didn't go no, his no. way. You know, Ugas beat, you know, beat him in the amateurs. We know that. You know? But, so, I think that's the guy that he should target. I think Terrence should target Ugas next. You know? That's uh, that's and handle that. And then, from there, because once he, the thing about it is, like, you have to open that door first. You know? Everybody's saying this. You know, you got the fanboys, you got the weirdos and all that. They always – it's like they, they pick and choose when they want to make it seem like there's barriers. If Crawford yeah, fights a guy like Ugas next, then you it's like proven. I mean, it's proven already. I mean, we saw Fury while there happened. But then they want to start acting like, oh, it's different when it's the divisions and all that shit. You know, just stupid shit. When you deal with dumb yeah. people your whole life, you have, to, you have to dumb things down for them. So – Yeah, unfortunately. Crawford – Crawford, uh, 
Ugas, it's like that happens. It's like, whoa, shit. Ugas is an elite welterweight. He's with PBC. And Crawford is about to fight him. Like, what's the excuse? You know? And that's what Crawford needs to do because once he does that, it's like it breaks down barriers. You know? Once, if he keeps fighting, you know, people outside of it, it, it gives people credence to say, oh, well, you know, it's not about ducking or it's not about this and that or, you know, it's like, well, they're just separated, you know, it's just different entities, you know what I mean? Well, but if Crawford actually fights somebody in the PBC before he fights, you know, the guy everybody wants him to fight, which is Spence, then people yeah. can say, like, nah, it can happen. Like, there's really no way. Like, no reason, no... You know, you know, yeah. Understanding. And you know what? PBC, PBC would be so willing to do that fight because Ugas is a guy that they probably want to keep away from a lot of their, you know, top stars right now. Because Ugas is a guy that's high risk, low reward. We all know that. Nobody knows who the fuck Ugas is. But if you're in a boxing game and you're in that division, especially, you know who the fuck that man is. And he's a guy who definitely. I mean, come on, man. I, I'm, not big, I'm not a big Sean Porter hater or nothing like that, but I don't give a fuck if he, he was Ryan Porter or, you know, whatever. It don't matter. I think he lost the fight against Ugas, and Ugas got screwed over because the good old P word that we always use in boxing being politics, man. So um, you're you're good for that time. I, I, you answered the question better than I, I, I uh, anticipated as far as a move that would make more sense for Bud Crawford, and you just up the ante on that one, so. As always, uh, cap to you. But uh, moving on to this subject here, which I, I can't wait to get to this one. Willa, your boy. Uh, well, me and Willa was out in L.A. Was it last year, I think, in Staples? Ah, something like that. Uh, yeah, two years but, ago. Two years ago, Willa, Willa, me and Willa, we met up, met Willa's pops, brother, and all that good stuff, man. We're walking around, hanging out. Me, I wasn't really enjoying myself that much being surrounded by so much Lakers stuff as far as all the statues outside. Willa seen the De La Hoya statue and wanted a photo next to it. I knew he's a real De La Hoya fan once that was the case. For me, I ain't never really had much love for De La Hoya or no hate for De La Hoya, so it was what it was, man, pretty much. But uh, this fucking fishnet wearing faggot, decides to come out and say that I can do some damage at 154 pound weight class. Now, let me say this again. I can do some damage in 154 pound weight class. The man's not even having great grammar, to be honest with you. Flashback Friday, hashtag the comeback, hashtag training, hashtag golden boy. And he's got a picture when, I don't know, like he was still a baby and and all that shit, and, and he's flexing, and he's, he's, he's throwing a punch and all that good stuff like that. And, uh, well, you might got to get your mans. It looks like we talked about Oscar coming back, but it looks like he really, really, really is trying to make a comeback, unless he's doing what I retweeted, commenting, saying he's been playing with his emoji nose too much. Well, what's up with your man? Well, you know, it, there's there's two things here. There's fan me, you know, because like you said, Oscar De La Hoya is one of my guys, one of my top guys, him, Roy Jones Jr., Mayweather. Those are my top-tier guys. Canelo's slowly climbing in there, but those are my top-tier guys. And De La Hoya's one of them. And when I look into the 154 division, I'm looking in, I'm seeing guys like Patrick Textera, 
was pretty good. <laughs> Erickson Lubin, you know, he's he's pretty good. He's all right. We, you know, he ain't been the same since he went to sleep. We got Michael uh, Mikel Soro. Don't know who he is. He don't look that good. Thirty-five and two. Tony Harrison, you know, Tony Harrison ain't really the best. Brian Castino, sixteen and zero guy coming up. Argentina, who you know, are these guys boxing Argentina? I'm not know. I don't know. Arizani, uh, Laura, who's probably Laura, who's probably fifty four herself. Jared Hurd, Julian Williams. I'm looking at this, and as a fan, I'm saying Oscar might might be able to take number four through ten. You know, easy work. I'm not sure about you that. Stop. But then, hey, I'm looking at these things, these guys. I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, maybe Oscar. You know, he get, he got he got some for you. you know. He's gonna have that old man strength, a little more pop than usual. You know, he might be a little slower, but yeah. Textera, Lubin, Sora. Who are these guys? You know what I'm saying? So, old man drink. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the that's the fan in me. But the Ryan Garcia fan in me, the L. Ray fan, is telling me that Oscar De La Hoya is so threatened when it comes to this young man that he's willing to put his life on the line and get back in the boxing to show him that he's the real golden boy. Because like I said, Ryan Garcia, he's over gold. He's that he's, he's become the platinum boy. And Oscar, even though he wants to be a part of that, he wants to say he's a part of that, it still stings him deep inside. And this could be a cry for help. When it comes to Bro, that, based know, off what? Based off what? What numbers are you talking about, brother? What Bro, numbers? I'm talking uh-oh. about the fans. Not... These these days, it don't matter no. about the. It doesn't matter about the numbers. It matters about how many how many people you got on Instagram. How many okay. people are what watching your Hoya... YouTube videos? Dude, De La Hoya had more fanfare without social he did. media in the nineties than Ryan Garcia. Stop. So why would you compare? Yeah. Ryan Garcia to Oscar De La Hoya. Because De La Hoya is there. Ryan Gar- De La Hoya is watching Ryan Garcia pull the women that he used to be able to get that he can't get anymore. He's got a, you know, he's watching this up close and he's seeing it maturate. And he doesn't. You say he can't and, do and it. He's, yeah, that's, oh, that, so that's you, the whole hey. point. He's you jealous of Ryan okay. Garcia. Damn. Hey, hey, hey. RC, he proved my point. It has nothing to do with boxing. Remember, I said before, I was like, I was like, don't put him in the in the same breath as the, the guys that actually fight. Uh, Will admitted it. This has nothing to do with boxing. This has to do with like beach parties and no. cocaine and you know and all that. <laughs> him versus yeah. And you don't know and he you can't fight. Him and De La Hoya. Oh, oh, we know he can fight. We know he no, can De La Hoya can fight. De La Hoya went to the Olympic Olympics. Dude, dude, yeah. dude, Ryan Garcia can't fight like that, bro. He can't. I'm not saying he's. I'm Ryan not Garcia throws punches, standing straight up with his chin up. Combinations, with his chin bro. Up. Sleeping boys, com, common boys. I'm not <laughs> yeah, saying he's okay. better than De La Hoya. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that Willa, he's better Willa, than De La Hoya. I'm, I'm interested in this theory, though. Willard's thinking that the comeback is. Motivated all by a little bit of jealousy and envy from Oscar seeing a young version of himself and Ryan pulling the hose that ain't going to him no more. Yeah, but That's, not I mean, Canelo. Canelo's getting Canelo's the, the man in the game, and and Canelo is is not it's not the same. Canelo is Mexican. Canelo's Mexican. He don't want to be. Uh, that's Chavez. 
Canelo and Chavez are comparable. Was, this is uh, De La Hoya. Yeah, you're right about that. That's killer. Narcos. That's Narcos. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. So the Mexican-American, this is the golden boy. The golden boy is looking at this guy who's not as good as him, who who's not as good as him, who fights straight up, who, who um, got, you know. Got more followers. Who people don't. Yeah, who people don't really like. You know, people don't think he's good. He's watching this guy, and he's seeing he's more popular than he is. Not than he was. He's not there yet. He's not even close to there. But as he is now, and he can see him getting there. Okay, I thought you were trying to say that. Okay. Uh, I thought thought you were trying to say, I'm like, bro, you don't understand how big he was, bro. In the 90s? Yeah, no, I know. That's why he was my top three guys. I didn't say Ryan Garcia is one of my top three guys. You know, De La Hoya is. De La Hoya is one of my Favorite boxes of all time. So I know exactly what he was about. No, I'm just talking about popularity, though. I'm talking about pure yeah, popularity. I'm just talking about now and how it seems. So to have a, a million followers on Facebook or on, on Instagram seems like a big thing. And De La Hoya is just watching that like, you know, he's a little hurt. That's what I could see, this, you know, it being about. But then when I look at this, when I look at the rankings right here on Ring Magazine, I'm looking at these guys and I'm saying De La Hoya might got a shot but about 50% of the top 10 for four rounds. You don't get them out in four, it's probably going to be over. That's what's up, man. I had to find out what what, what was going on and how you felt about that whole situation. Oscar talking about making a comeback. Let's just, I mean, hey, let's just keep it real. Willa and Simon, do you guys think it's happening? Yes or no? And how high yes or how low no? Go ahead, Willa. Oh, I think it's probably a 3% chance that he makes it, that he comes out. We've been hearing this for a while. De La Hoya's been talking about this. But, you know, those those coke like lungs ain't going to last serious. more than four rounds. Huh? We, we, we've been talking about it for a little while, like you said, Will. It seems like he just keeps getting more and more serious about it. That's the only reason it's in the news right here today, <laughs> over here especially. You know, oh, play that more and more I'm, cocaine. Yeah, more I'm, more I'm leaning for it. I'm well, leaning well, for it well, to just keep his name name up there. Of, unless you got pictures of Oscar doing a lot of cocaine, you can't say that, bro. No, I met Oscar one time. Oscar was actually, I was surprised. I thought Oscar might be my hire or something. He's kind of Oscar a little. They say five eleven or he not? No, he about five five eight and a half. You know, <laughs> he's but, smaller than us. <laughs> No, you know, but Oscar cool. Oscar cool. You know, he's trying to. You know, he plays the whole. You know, uh, you know, humanitarian and all that. You know, and all that. He yeah, he's the golden boy. But yeah, but um, you know, oh, the reality I, I is like you know. No hell no, no. The thing with me is though is when I go to you know fights and everything. Hey man, all the smoke, like you say, smoke guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Oh man, uh, and and, I, and, I, uh, and and we don't just have Jewish friends, man. We have all friends. Oh my lord, you had to get that one in there, right? <laughs> that's how Simon. Well, all right, that's how we gonna mic drop it, man. Well, I gotta get ready to head out here real quick, man, and uh, you know, um, any final words that you want to say real quick before we get up out of here? I know we have, um, before we get out of here, we're going to have um, my boy Oscar Valdez, my Mexican guy, um, going to be holding it down and uh, 
I got a, uh, I got Oscar Valdez going to be finishing this. Uh, coming up tomorrow, I think, either tomorrow or Thursday, that's a Steve Irwin. For everybody who don't know, my man's got a hand, and I know Will is going to be covering that one for the preview show. So, Will, any final thoughts before we get up out of here, man? No, man. Uh, Jermel Herring is supposed to fight. He didn't get the fight tested positive twice for that corona. Uh, feel uh, feel bad for him, man. Uh, but top rank, they're doing their thing, even though they ain't giving us the best fights. It's been a lot of upsets, you know. It's been a lot of upsets. That's a good thing. It ain't been the best fights, but it's been a lot of upsets. So at least, at least we get to see that. But top rank's doing their thing. I'm not mad at them, like uh, Pac would say. I ain't mad at you. And, you know, hopefully we get some, some bigger fights coming up soon. You know, if we can get yeah, it, yeah. we can get it at Fight, fight Island. We should be able to get some in boxing, you know what I'm saying? So we'll yeah, we got the bubble in Las Vegas, man. Shout out to my man Perez, a Puerto Rican dope boy who got his ass whipped by the baby dog. Uh, that that uh that big kid on Thursday, I forget his name. Um, I forgot, man. That dude is just about a real ass whooping. Are you a real ass whooping? Yeah, he got fucked up, man. He just fought like a month ago. I thought I was watching UFC for a second because normally that's what they do. Quick recycle for the yeah. There's been a couple of guys that fought. That one African guy fought like on Tuesday and then fight the, fought the next Thursday. It was a big heavyweight African guy. So yeah, they're they're recycling them. Oh yeah, I've been meaning to ask uh, Willa this because Willa, you know, I met Willa, you know, one time, big guy, lied on me and everything, but it's all good though. But uh, um, you know, Willa, you know, he's like a good sized linebacker type size type guy, you know. So I want to ask him. Willa, Mike Perry, what do you think about that? <laughs> Mike Perry. You don't know uh, Mike Perry? Um, Mike who? Perry? USC cat, you know? Mr. I'm a born again. He's know, the one who was saying that what's he, was, it? he was dropping all the M-bombs at the club after beating up that old white man. Piece of shit guy. He's the one to get trained by his girlfriend. You heard about that guy, Willa? Yeah, and the guy no, that no. Uh, actually told uh, he told uh, what's his name? Um, what's his name? The, the, the actor like guy. The, no, what? What? No, you know who I'm talking about? RC, the guy. Uh, you know, the actor guy that actually knows the shit. What's his name? Blackston. I mean the, the black, black guy. Dude. No, yeah, the, I know he told him. He told, uh, he also told, uh, damn, what's his ja fucking White. name, man? You guys know it. Ja martial White. arts cat, man. The black dude. Ma- That's ja White. That's an actor? Michael, Michael oh, yeah. Jai White told, or something like he, that. Yeah, he told him, he told him he was a bitch ass, you know what? Oh. Wow. Yeah, Whoa. I think I heard. <laughs> yeah, I ain't heard, I ain't really heard about that. I think I heard, uh, him talking about no, it. No, he did. He, he's on record, uh, and Michael J. White was actually on record saying it. Talking yeah, about yeah, like, I might have to see him. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I heard him, Michael J. White, talk about it, but I don't really know too much about it. So, so get, well, get, I can't what answer. What's your take on Mike Carey? Because I don't know a whole lot about him, but I know I didn't like him. I I'm like, man, I mean, like, like Willard and him about the no, same size, man. I heard about Willard with them hands, you know. I hope you don't throw hey, a lie. Hey, Tom, if we ever see Mike Carey and he was acting buck wild in a club, would you go down like that old man did? All he's gonna do is no, try to tap me with that punch. You just gotta keep your legs wide. Yeah. No. Nah, so those guys like that. Can't hit me with... Usually easy work. 
Nah, man. You're going to be able to hit me with those side punches, man. Yeah. No worries, man. If anything happens, you guys know you guys got me, so I'll back you up if anything bad happens. No, we got you, brother. Are you all right? I'm good right now, man. I'm all right. I'm chilling. I got some I got some things to do right now. That's why we're wrapping up right now. But I'm glad you brought up Mike Perry. So if I ever see Mike Perry, you bitch-ass chump, I'll slap the shit out of you and tell your girl she can't teach nobody how to train a jab or just – now, let me just stop. Hey, Mike Perry's a uh-uh. <laughs> he's a he's a scrub though, bro. And, and and I don't like dudes who Yeah, yeah, he came out Michael J. White. I was like, bro, what one thing about Michael J. White, man, he know what he's doing, bro. He does. Don't get it twisted. Look, man, I'ma just say yeah. this right now. You two dark skinned brothers, stay safe out there. And if you ever see Mike Perry, I'll at your boy, you know the five five nine area, so but hey man, we got some shit I got some stuff to get going on and I gotta get ready for it, so um you know, uh, son, I'm going to get back to you a little bit later. You know, troublemaking that. Well, uh, if you want to get this preview show going on, oh, fuck, I think he fights. Or, I don't know, we'll figure something out. We're just going to wrap up with the Oscar Valdez because he's one of the bigger names that should be talked about uh, getting into this ESPN bubble that we got coming at the NGM. So, uh, Will and Zion, man, y'all, uh, y'all already know, appreciate it, dog. We'll talk, and uh, I got I to gotta take care of some business. So, back before... Sooner than later, all that bullshit. And you know what's up. Everybody knows how I felt about the show from the beginning of it. And uh, check it out if you haven't heard and caught on late. And you'll be knowing why I'm leaving right now. So, for everybody out there rocking the rocking with you from Houston, Texas, to Seattle, all the way in the Pacific Northwest, to the San Joaquin Valley of Central California. I'm RC, speaking for Willis Sign. We are the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. Janelle, be good out there, man. We'll holler at you later. And Michaela Merrick, congratulations, guys! Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.